Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good Wednesday afternoon to you. Hope you're having a great day. Thanks for joining us on Sports for CLE. A little later in the show, we will be joined by NFL Network host Chris Rose, also a Cleveland native. We will talk uh, Browns football with Chris Rose, and that's where we're also going to begin with Jeff Phelps from 92.3 The Fan in just a minute. Baker Mayfield at camp out at Gilmore High School talked about the contract extension that is awaiting him today. Genuinely do mean that I'm about winning. I think everything will play itself out. Uh, I'm not worried about it at all because if we win, we're headed in the right direction. Let's welcome back in Jeff Phelps, 92.3 The Fan, as well as uh, Bally Sports Great Lakes and the Browns pre- and uh, halftime and post shows. Uh, Jeff, same message from Baker Mayfield that we heard earlier. I'm not concerned about it. Winner, winning takes care of everything. Well, that's well, isn't it? <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't take care of payday though Dave and it, it doesn't take care of your family long term and all that stuff Baker is saying exactly what he needs to say good for him I thought he said it well I no reason to question his sincerity on it but uh, he's the quarterback of the team he's supposed to talk about winning he did good for him yeah and and there is no sense of urgency really on either side mm-hmm. um, from Baker Mayfield's perspective if, if he plays well the payday goes up a little bit, I would think. That makes sense, doesn't it? I, on, on our show today, we had um, Randy Mueller, who is a former longtime NFL executive, former general manager in the NFL. And we asked him about that. And he said, if you're the Browns, there's no urgency here. You'd like to get a little longer look at the quarterback before you make that deal. So I, I think both sides actually could benefit from another year. Now, it, it might be a little bit of a gamble for either side. That, that's, the, that's the kind of the catch here, Dave, is who benefits by signing now? Who benefits by waiting? And the question is, you know, all right, Baker, if, are you going to light it up next year? Then you'd benefit from waiting. If he's going to light it up, the Browns would benefit from getting it done now. I, I just wonder how it fits. Does it fit better if you sign Nick Chubb and Denzel Ward and Wyatt Teller and anything else you need to do, and then you go and you get Baker Mayfield later, or do you want to get Baker knocked out first and then get the other guys? I, I would think that the Browns are sold long-term. Think about if, if they decided they didn't want to extend him, Dave. Then where is this thing? You've been looking for a quarterback since 1999. You found one. So I, I would assume he's the guy. I think the question is just how much money – do you want to put into your quarterback on a team that's clearly built as a team with depth all the way around, both on the offense and now on the defense? Yeah, that's a fair point. The best way that I heard it described, and I'm not sure which national person put it that was, but if you, when you drafted Baker Mayfield, if they would have said, you know, in year three, you're going to win a playoff game, uh, you're going to beat the Steelers, and you're going to take the team that goes to the AFC uh, championship game, to the fourth quarter and have a chance to win. Would you have signed on for that when you drafted this guy number one overall? I can't think of anybody that would have said, no, nah, that's not what we were looking for. <laughs> I, I agree with that, but let me throw this one at you. What if you had said, all right, we're going to take Baker Mayfield number one, but as it turns out, a lot of folks around the NFL like Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen better but he's better than Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen. 
So of the five guys who went in that first round, he'd be the third guy. Would you take that? That's a good question. I, I'm still, and again, I know Lamar Allen's or, or, or Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are good quarterbacks. I'm not so sure that what we saw from them last year is what we're going to see on a sustained um, future for them. I, in other words, I want to see more and, from and both of them. Valid. Yeah, I want to see yeah, more from valid. both of them as well. Well, ESPN, get up, Mike Greenberg. Uh, the question was, who is the most important player in the NFL this year? His answer was pretty interesting. Listen. I think Mayfield's continued improvement is the difference between the Browns winning, having an excellent chance to win the Super Bowl or not. I think he was good enough last year for them to look like a really good team. If he takes one more step forward and becomes a genuine top echelon NFL quarterback, I think they have as much talent, if not more, than anybody in the conference. That's sort of the way I meant this. Not sure if it was clear in the way I set it up. Jeff Saturday, what do you think of that? I, I 100% agree with you. I mean, listen, if you think about the Cleveland Browns, their roster top to bottom is probably the best roster in the NFL right now. They have a they have a very good defensive front seven. Their offensive line is one of the top three in the NFL. They have two great running backs. Here's the kicker. OBJ coming back after a year of being away is actually a blessing in disguise because Alex Van Pelt, the OC, and Stefanski, the head coach who designed this offense – understand what he can do down the field and once he gets the ball in his hands. Listen, this team tied with the New England Patriots for passes over 25 yards. That was 25th in the league. When OBJ comes back to your roster and can play with health, this guy is electric with the ball in his hand. That addition, in my opinion, puts this team over because Baker Mayfield now understands how to manage the offense because he didn't have OBJ last year. So now he understands how to bring everybody uh, together collectively. It is 100% up to Baker Mayfield how far this Cleveland Browns team go. Every other position is accounted for. Check the box. We're going to move on. Baker Mayfield has to prove he's the dude for the Browns to be the Super Bowl champs. Jeff, uh, I, it's pretty well stated. Mm-hmm. I think Jeff Saturday was absolutely right. That Baker is, and he's not a wild card on this day, but take a look at everything else on the offense. Well, what would you want to do differently on the offense? I, I maybe get one more big-time wide receiver. I mean, how, how many, how many big-time guys do you need on this offense? Because you have the two running backs. You've got a terrific offensive line. You know, I, I don't think you can improve on that offensive line very much. And it's going to be better. You know, this guy's a little more cohesive since they've worked together longer. And you got to think Jedrick Wills is going to take a nice step in year number two. Odell comes back. Jarvis is there. Donovan Peoples-Jones emerges. Everything is on Baker Mayfield. And as Mike Greenberg said, if he can move into that upper echelon of quarterbacks, and this this team could really be dynamite. And I... I hope it will be, but I, I do think that that's a, a very fair question, the if part of that. Can he move into that upper echelon of quarterbacks? And, and there aren't very many guys in that. Let, let's, not, let's not kid ourselves on this, and I, I think this is really fair. There are only three, four, five guys who you think, yeah, these guys are better than everybody else. I don't think Baker's there right now, but I think he's pretty darn good, and I think he has the potential to be really, really good. And if he can reach that this year, well, then look out. Then, then you might have something really special. Yeah, I would agree. The, the other thing that was really interesting was Jeff Saturday's stat that the, the Browns were tied with the Patriots for 25th as far as throwing the ball yeah. downfield. And that's, for the most part, with Cam Newton with an arm injury. Um, and I think Baker Mayfield is, is pretty good at those 20-plus yard passes um, when he has a, a target. Great arm. Yeah. yeah. Great, great arm strength. I mean, I agree with you, but but who's that target? It's got to be Odell, right? Maybe Donovan Peoples-Jones yep. as things move forward. Maybe Hollywood Higgins. I, I don't know, but is the offense designed for that? It was, is, was it just a matter? If it was all that Odell wasn't there, then that's probably a problem. Maybe you need to, to change this, the offense a little bit, change the scheme, include a few more guys in the game plan if you're looking to get downfield a little bit. Because if you get downfield, what does that do? It opens up the running game. Right, so that that's what the Browns need to have is is more 
more of everything. And if you can stretch the field, boy, it opens up everything for the running game. It opens up Baker. It opens up the tight ends underneath. We'll see if they can do it. But it, I, I do think if it's just Odell that you're thinking about there and you think, well, he's back, that takes care of that. Yeah, should we be so sure about that? No, I, I, I would think so because he's great at that. But I, I don't know that that one guy is, is – and it's not on him. I think it's on the entire offense to show that they can do that deep ball. Odell will certainly help with that. Yeah, and you know what? Anthony Schwartz's speed will as well. All right, ESPN.com, Bill Barnwell, ranked the offensive arsenals uh, for the NFL teams. Uh, Buccaneers number one, Cowboys number two, Titans number three, Browns number four. Now, it's interesting to note, Browns were second last year, third in 2019 in these ratings. The Chiefs are down at six. They were first in uh, 2020 and second in 2019. So these are kind of projections, but I think the Browns are four seems a little low for everything they got going on. If you look at the stats from last year, and we both have, the Browns were kind of middle of the pack in the NFL in yards per game and in points per game. So just because you have the the talent and the personnel doesn't mean you're going to get the results. And you know you can look at numbers any way you want. Bottom line is they weren't one of the highest scoring teams and they weren't one of the biggest yardage gaining teams in the NFL last year. I I think if you can get to that level, then you've got a completely different story offensively. And that goes back to what Greenberg said and Jeff Saturday said, if Baker can make that next move and this becomes an even more explosive offense that defenses are really going to have to deal with, changes your entire dynamic for the team. And and as good as, Dave, we we can say anything we want to say about the personnel. If the personnel doesn't put up points, I don't know that you're a great offensive team. So un- until we start to see them put up points, I don't think we can we can say that they're a great offensive team. They were better at the end, you know, toward the end of last year, I thought, and and that's good. And Odell coming back, that should be better, and more continuity, cohesiveness, it should all be better. But I, I still think it's fair to say we need to see some results before we can say, yeah, they're one of the best offenses in the NFL. Fair enough. Points uh, points matter in the NFL. <laughs> Jeff Phelps they and do, I can, don't they? <laughs> Jeff Phelps and I can step aside, and take a quick timeout. On the other side of the break, who is projected to win the AFC? We'll hear a couple guys from ESPN and also every NFL team's biggest reason for optimism. Sports for CLE will be right back. Stay with us. Life is starting to get back on track, and you can too. If you or your family have experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, Tri-Seek can help with full tuition assistance. Safely get the in-demand degree or training you need with online and on-campus classes. Go to trisc-edu to check out our programs and resources. So what are you waiting for? Register now for summer classes. Tri-C is where futures begin. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line. A long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just the mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. We continue talking Browns football with Jeff Phelps from 92.3 The Fan. So uh, ESPN's get up, picked the winners of the AFC North. Three of the four on the panel picked the Baltimore Ravens. Listen to who Mike Greenberg picks. 
Well, I'm going to save the graphic, and I'm going to uh, save all of you from the humiliation nice. a little bit later, <laughs> because you have all overlooked the obvious. If you took the names off the fronts of the jerseys and only paid attention to the names on the backs of the jerseys, it would be no doubt the Cleveland Browns have, and I will say this, I'm Dominique Foxworth, I'm looking right at your face. The Cleveland Browns have the most talent of any team in the AFC. The most talent of any team in the AFC, and what? that includes the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I understand the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes, and that changes the dynamic of everything. I'm not saying they're a better team, because Mahomes might be the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> but if you line up their 22 against anyone else's wow. 22, and you start picking them at the schoolyard, you're going to take Cleveland's guys. Let's bring back in Jeff Phelps, 92.3 The Fan, Browns pre, post, and halftime, as well as uh, Bally Sports Great Lakes. Uh, Jeff, when you look at that, it's an interesting way to look at uh, the, the, the AFC North. Greenberg's drinking orange Kool-Aid, isn't he? <laughs> There's a little he, bit of truth to what he says, though. I mean... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all great. It's still a team game, you know? Still a team game. He, he loves the Browns. Good for him. I, I, I think they're the best team in the AFC North. I do. Yep. I think they're better than Baltimore. But man, he's adamant about it, and so good for him. There's a there's a ton of talent. Dave, we saw that defense last year. Is it going to magically just come together like this next year? Sure, hope so. Because boy, it wasn't very good last year. So I I hope that they can get it together. But you know, keep in mind, just signing players doesn't always get it done. And you have to make it mesh. You have to make it work, and you have to make it play as one unit. I, I think it can. I think it will. But I do think you need to remember that, hmm, okay, just because you signed all these guys doesn't mean it's going to click right now. You know, is Tack McKinley going to stay healthy? Great. Is Jadavion Clowney going to stay healthy? Is Malik Jackson going to turn back the clock a few years? What about Walker inside? There, there are all kinds of things that you have to, you have to think about here. And, and that's the catch for me on the defense. There are so many pieces that have to come in and fit and, and mesh and then play as a unit. It's not like it's two or three guys. It's like six, seven guys. And so that, that'll, be, that'll, be, that'll be a, a real key thing to watch early on in the season, especially because those games count as much as the games later after you've already hopefully meshed. That's a fair, fair enough point, which brings us to the next thing. So um, every team's biggest reason for optimism, according to the Bleacher Report, and uh, they say for the Browns it's their new-look defense. Um, so optimism, yes. I don't think it's going to take quite as long for everything to come together as everybody else. And the reason I say that is they have time – in training camp, there's going to be preseason. It's not like you have to do it virtually like you did a season ago. And the type of guys, they went out and got the football junkies. You, you know, the, the, J, yeah. the, the J.J. Johnson and, and the Anthony Walkers, they're going to be able to do things a little bit quicker than your average NFL or, or your normal NFL player would. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that one. And, and I do think, I think they added some really nice, sharp pieces on that defense. And I, I agree with you. I think it'll come together. I'm playing devil's advocate more than anything else, but do we, do we know what Joe Woods can do with a defense? Yeah, we think. But, but now we're going to find out because all the pieces are there. You know, can Greedy Williams come back? Can Grant Delpit come back? Are these injuries going to be better? Is Jacob Phillips going to take a step forward? What about Mac Wilson? Is he going to be anything here? Does Taki Taki take a step forward? There are a lot of questions on that defense, Dave, and that's that's okay. You know, I mean, it's all right to have all those questions, but you better get a lot of yes answers when, when we're all done with this. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. Anthony Walker can do a great job in the middle because B.J. Goodson wasn't bad last year. Yeah, I, I hope Walker's better. You know, what, what about Ogan Joby? What, what about Sheldon Richardson? They were great last year. I thought, oh, they're gone. So can Andrew Billings come in? Can Malik Jackson come in? Can they be at least as good as those two guys? See, that, that's the one thing I think we need to remember about that defensive line. They lost two guys in the middle of that line who I thought were pretty good last year. So can the two guys that they're counting on to step in, maybe Jordan Elliott, the former third-round pick, maybe he's ready to go here in year number two. But right now, there are still some questions on that defensive line. 
Um, Olivier Vernon was not bad last year. I thought he was better actually after uh, after Miles Garrett went out when when Miles had his his COVID situation. I thought Olivier stepped up pretty well. Well, he's not here anymore. Can Clowney? Can Tech McKinley step in and do at least that well? You know, I I'm not convinced, and and it's not about the guys they signed. It's about the guys that that they lost. I'm not convinced that the defensive line took a huge step forward. And I mean that as a compliment to the guys who are here, not as an insult on the guys who they signed, because I like the guys they signed. You know, I, I wanted Jadavion Clowney on this team for a while. I think he's outstanding. But I also didn't think Olivier Vernon was bad last year. So I think the guys who come in have to take what was here last year, you know, at least get to that level right away, and then hopefully surpass it sooner rather than later. Yeah, fair enough. The defensive line will be a key. If, if they can get after Absolutely. the quarterback, stop the run, some good things should be ahead for the Browns' defense. Jeff Phelps and I are going to step aside, take a quick timeout. On the other side of the break, three training camp battles to watch and also three outlandish predictions for the Browns by Dog Pound Daily. Sports for CLA will be right back. Stay with us. Better days are ahead. Be ready with the training you'll need to get a great job. If you or your family has experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, try seeking help with full tuition assistance. Whether you want to improve your skills, get certified, or train for a new career, go to try-c.edu to check out our programs and resources. So what are you waiting for? Register now for online and on-campus summer classes. Try-C is where futures begin. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line, a long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. COVID-19 has changed how we show up and show out with our family. Now it's time to take the first step that lets us get back to talking smack with the side of mac and cheese. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts. As COVID-19 vaccines become available, you may have questions. Should I get it? Is it safe? Should I wait? It's smart to question. Now, get the facts at GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when vaccines are available to you. Sports for CLE continues. Baker Mayfield out at his football camp out at Gilmore High School uh, talking to the media, talked about something he thought could be a competitive advantage for the Browns, and it involved uh, the COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah, it definitely uh, poses a competitive advantage for, for higher vaccine rates on your team just because uh, the close contact rates and, and what happens if somebody does uh, unfortunately get COVID. Can happen to the rest of the building, but um, yeah, it's it's competitive advantage, but it's also way more than that. It, it's about you know safety and uh, just general health and well-being, of human life. So uh, that's where I, I leave it at that. Let's bring back in Jeff Phelps and Jeff. It's an interesting um, thought. There will be a competitive advantage for teams that have higher that 85 percent vaccine rate threshold. It would seem that way, wouldn't it? I. Baker doing a nice job there of playing Dr. Fauci. I, I think he's I think he's probably right. If you have less to worry about and you increase your chances against the virus, you're not gonna lose guys to, to contact here tracing and positive you wouldn't think positive tests as often. So yeah, I think he's right. And certainly here in Cleveland we have the medical community that can get that done. So I, I would think he's right. I I'm real curious to see how everything plays out in the NFL this year, Dave, because it would seem that they're just like full steam ahead as far as let's do the season. And they did last year. I mean, they plowed, they played every day of the week. They plowed through it. They made it work. It was the strangest season ever, but they got through it. And this year I'm thinking that there should be what 90% fewer disruptions because of, uh, because of the virus. I hope so anyway. And, and we hope for better health for everybody. 
yep. involved in that. Yeah, without question. All right, Pro Football Focus. Three training camp battles to watch for each AFC team. Uh, and and uh, let's go through all three of these and, because they're they're interesting. Tight ends, and by that they're they're saying tight end two and three being Njoku and Harrison Bryant. Linebackers, man, they're just throwing all of them together. And then uh, the number two outside cornerback, and that's opposite Denzel Ward. Yeah. So what do you make of that? I think those are interesting. Yeah, I think those are interesting. I wonder about the tight end. And I, to be honest, I, I wonder, is there a battle between first and second as well? You know, I, I think Austin Hooper did a nice job here last year, and I like Austin Hooper. But I also think Harrison Bryant's a really good receiving tight end. And though it's not completely popped, I think David Njoku is the most most dynamic of the three tight ends that this team is looking at. So I, I think all three of those guys could play major roles, especially in Kevin Stefanski's offense because he likes to use a tight end. And I, I wonder, I would assume Hooper is the, the first teamer, but I don't know if you can differentiate between the second and third. And if one of those guys, if, if Bryant or Njoku pops a little bit, I would think he could rival Austin Hooper for playing time and targets. Yeah, I would agree. And the thing about Njoku, he's athletic enough. You can kind of move him out and try to create some mismatches with him. Um, that, that would be really interesting. And Harrison Bryant has the, the heights to go along you know, with that too. So Njoku against a linebacker is a mismatch. And so that, that's kind of fun. I, I think it gives Kevin Stefanski a lot of options. Yeah, I would agree. The linebackers are interesting because um, nationally the, the thing, the thought is they don't have enough. I think locally we're starting to think they may not play three linebackers the majority of the yeah. time. They may be two or even one. So uh, when you look at that, Walker I think is, is really good linebacker. I'm, I'm interested to see how much they ask of Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa. Um, yeah, me too. And, and then the other guys are—they're fighting for for a role in a um, in space. I, I wonder about Owusu uh, Koromoa as well, Dave. I, I think he's the key to the whole thing. If he comes in as a rookie and is really impactful, that changes the whole look of that linebacking core. I think personally. And then I, I wonder—and we mentioned these guys earlier: Mac Wilson, Sione Taki, Taki, Jacob Phillips. Is one of those three ready to make a move and become a real force on this defense, a real factor? I, I don't think any of the three have been a real force or a real factor on this team so far. And that's okay. You know, they're really young guys. They still have time to develop a little bit. But I, I think for this linebacking group to be really good, one of them has to. And if, if that happens, you know Walker's going to be solid inside. And if Owusu Koromoa comes in as a rookie and plays well, you've got a really good linebacking core. What if one of those three doesn't take that next step? Then I think you have an issue and because then you're counting on Owusu Koromo to come in and be really good. So that, that goes back to what we were talking about with some of these questions on the defense. I mean, they exist. And just because you bring in guys and you have talented football players doesn't mean that they become you know, star players or upper echelon NFL starters or anything like that. So those are some of the questions that need to be answered. And, and the corner spot's exactly right. You know, is, is Greg Newsom going to be really good? Boy, sure sounds like it. But we thought the same thing about Greedy Williams, and Greedy had an injury come up, you know. And so we don't know how Greedy's going to continue to develop. We hope it's all good. We hope Newsom is all signed and sealed and there are no issues there. And we hope Denzel stays healthy. Again, three more questions there on the defensive side of the ball. So, man, I, I think there are questions – Everywhere on the defense, actually, except for John Johnson, who you know is going to be really good. Anthony Walker, who you figure is going to be nothing but really solid. And Miles Garrett. So there are three spots where I don't have some kind of a question. That means there are eight spots where I do. And I, I'm sure I'm not alone in that. The one thing I would say is, um, unlike previous years, um, options B, C, and, and when you go even further beyond that, even are, D, yeah. They're not crazy, you know. There's a drop off, but but there are guys that you could see if they if they take a leap up that could fill that. So so there are a number of guys that could answer the question, you know, who's going to fill this role? 
I, I would agree. Yeah, in, in the past, the answer was, okay, if our starter doesn't do the job, then what? Gulp. You, you had no idea what was going to go on. But now you're right. There are layers to this defense and good layers. You know, I mean, there, there's some pretty talented guys here who you figure aren't going to be starting for this team, or at least previously highly thought of, highly regarded guys. So I, I think that's a really good thing for this team. Yeah, I would agree. All right, so on to our three outlandish player predictions, uh, Doug Poundaly. Oh, good. So we've got – my. tell me which of these most likely and which of these is most outlandish. Miles Garrett wins okay. defensive MVP. Nick Chubb leads the NFL in rushing. Baker Mayfield is a, quote, statistical freak, end quote. I would say the most likely to happen is Miles. And I would say the next highest thing to happen would be Nick. So the order you read them to me. I I don't know if Baker Mayfield will be a statistical freak because he has two tremendous running backs who are going to be running the football quite a bit. So that's the only reason I would say that. Yeah, I I would agree. It's just not not, um, in the way this offense is built because you have – the really good run blocking, you have the zone run scheme, you have Nick Chubb, you have Kareem Hunt. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I think they're going to ask Baker Mayfield to throw more than they did, but uh, I don't think he's going to be putting the ball in the air 40 or 50 times a game. Jeff Phelps and I going to... If they do, there's if they do, there's a problem, right? Yeah, it, it's not it's not the way Kevin Stefanski has drawn up the, the formula for winning, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. Jeff Phelps and I can step aside, take a quick time out. We will continue talking Browns on the other side of the break. Uh, we will have a, a voicemail of truth and reason about Kevin Stavansky. Stay with us. You want to hear this one? Sports for CLE will be right back. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line, a long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Welcome back to Sports for CLE. Time for us to uh, take a listen to the voicemail of Truth and Reason about Browns and Kevin Stefanski. Hello, this is Troy. You guys and the fans that are listening might think I'm crazy for saying this, but um, I think Stefanski is even better than Belichick. And I'm not just tooting my own horn because I'm a Browns fan. And my evidence to show that is Stefanski is all around a better coach. Now, I get Bill Belichick has, you know, six Super Bowl rings, but, I mean, let's be honest, without the player, without the greatest quarterback of all time, what what would Bill Belichick have done? You know, without Tom Brady, Bill Belichick would have been a zero with shoes, in my opinion. Um, I'm so glad that Kevin Stefanski came to Cleveland. He's going to do big things. Anyways, love your show. Dog check. Woof, woof. 
Uh, let's bring back in Jeff Phelps. Jeff, uh, in full disclosure, you and I were covering uh, Bill Belichick when he came here um, as a new head coach uh, with the Browns yeah. back in the 90s. And if you would have told me that he was going to be one of the all-time greats and win all the Super Bowls he did, I probably would still be laughing somewhere in the newsroom that we worked in. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the one thing you knew about Bill when he was here, he, he clearly had a plan, and he, he had to laid out how he thought it should be done. And he put together one heck of a staff when yeah. he came here to Cleveland. Um, I think it's a little unfair to say that Bill is completely based on the players that he's had in New England. Because other than Tom Brady, tell me who else he's had in New England who makes you think, yep, that guy is going to win you Super Bowls year after year after year. Name one. Well, and, and you know what? He helped develop Brady into what he became. You know, he, sure, you sure. know, but again, um, it's just one year with Kevin Stefanski. It was a really good year. He overcame mm-hmm. some, some circumstances. And yep. I had no idea Bill Belichick would, would have the success in the NFL that he did. I don't, I don't think anybody, you know, did. Uh, he, again, he wanted to do it his way. And obviously, there's a reason he wanted to do it his way. He knew what he was doing. It worked for him. I, I wonder about, about Kevin, and, and I, I liked what he did in year number one. You liked what he did in year number one. It's not like he took over a team that we thought stunk. Right. You know, I, I think this team had a lot of talent on it when Kevin came here, and he did a really nice job with it last year, and, and so did his staff. And I, I thought he took a situation that was a little chaotic under Freddie Kitchens and John Dorsey, and he moved it in the right direction. Andrew Barry certainly played a huge role in that as well. Um, but so did John Dorsey. You know, let's let's be fair to John Dorsey. He brought this talent, m- much of this talent here. And, and I think Stefanski has a chance to be a very good NFL head coach. And if we go over any further than that, we're drinking the orange Kool-Aid along with Mike Greenberg. Yeah. But I, I think he has a chance to be really good. Let's see. You know, first year, certainly like what we have. Like, there's not much I didn't like uh, about it. There was sometimes the play calling, which... You know, everybody's going to argue about that. But, right. Um, right. you know, there were a lot of things that were beyond his control that he had to deal with, and never once did he do anything other than figure out how to deal with, with what he had to deal with. That's the sign of a pretty good football coach. <laughs> Absolutely. And the thing that I would assume the players like, I know as a guy who just listens to him, I love the, the consistency in his demeanor. You know, he seems to be the same guy, win, lose, day off, whatever. Kevin's the same guy. And, and I would have, you know, we've, we've all worked for, for people. When you have that in, in a guy that is leading your ship, you know what to expect. You know how to react. You know how it's going to be. You know what this day is going to be like. You know what the next day is going to be like. You know what's expected of you. And that's, that's a great situation to work in because then you can go ahead and, and deal with your own issues. And I'm your own issues, I mean your own work. And if, if you have to worry about what the guy in charge is going to be like each and every day, that's not good. I mean, that, no, nobody's as productive as they can be in a situation like that. So I, I would think Stefanski put those guys in a situation where they knew every day, I'm just coming into work, I'm gonna get what I have to do done, I'm gonna try and improve today and make this a better football team because I know what the guy on top is expecting from me. All right, CBS Sports, three questions for each AFC team before training camp. And I'll give you oh I'll give you all three of these, and then we can go through them um, as time permits. How will Odell Beckham fit into the Browns' offense is one. Is Cleveland's interior defensive line good enough? We've kind of talked about that a little bit. And can J- yeah. Davian Clowney be the Robin to Miles Garrett's Batman? Go ahead and start with that one. Yeah, I... I think he can. The one thing to remember about Jadavion Clowney, he, by all accounts and everything we've seen from him in the NFL, has he lived up to his billing when he came into the league as a number one overall pick and uh, an extremely disruptive guy? I don't know if he has. However, he's a great, great defensive end against the run. And that's big. You know, just, just because you were drafted number one, those expectations get thrown on you like crazy. And that's understandable. You know, you were the first guy taken in the draft. 
But if if you don't achieve that superstar level, doesn't mean that you're still not a really good football player. And I think he's a really good football player. So I think without question, he and Miles together can be a great tandem on, on the defensive ends. Yeah, as long as he's healthy, boy, that's, I would not want to be a, a quarterback with those two guys, yeah. even lining up together mm-hmm. or aside. And then let's let's finish because we've already kind of addressed the interior defensive line. Let's finish with how will Odell Beckham Jr. fit into the Browns offense. My thought on this, and, and you can disagree if you want, Kevin Stefanski is a really bright guy. He saw what yeah. we saw, and he'll find a way to use the skill set uh, Odell has, which is pretty elite. He better. You know, he th- take a look at the talent on this offense. Who are your best playmakers? I personally think there are three of them: the two running backs and Odell. Uh, and that's you know that's pretty. I think I think pretty obvious. I think Jarvis is is really good too. But I think Odell's a more dynamic wide receiver. Uh, doesn't mean that Jarvis isn't equally as good. But I think Odell brings a different different perspective to this. I, I think they'll. I think they'll make him fit and make it work. But I, I keep going back to everybody saying, Dave, oh, Baker's trying to force the ball to Odell, and Odell's pouting because he didn't get the ball, and blah, 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 and they're better without Odell. I don't believe that. I don't think that. I, I've i always liked Odell Beckham, but I do want to see him really, really work in this offense. And I, I think we've seen that at times. We just haven't seen it all the time when Odell's been here, when Baker's been here, when Kevin Stefanski's been working with those guys. So I I don't know exactly who has to do what there. All I know is it needs to be better than what we've seen. Fair enough. Jeff Phelps from 92.3 The Fan. As always, Jeff, appreciate the time and uh, and the insight. Thanks very much. My pleasure, buddy. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. Jeff Phelps, remember, you can listen to him 10 to 2, 92.3 The Fan. We're going to step aside, take a quick time out. On the other side of the break, Cleveland native NFL Network host Chris Rose joins us. We'll talk more Browns football with Chris Rose straight ahead. Stay with us. Sports for CLE. We'll be right back. Life is starting to get back on track, and you can too. If you or your family have experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, Try seeking help with full tuition assistance. Safely get the in-demand degree or training you need with online and on-campus classes. Go to tryc-edu to check out our programs and resources. So, what are you waiting for? Register now for summer classes. Tri-C is where futures begin. As the COVID-19 vaccines become available, you might be asking yourself, should I get it? And if I do, will I be able to go about life without putting my family at risk? You've got questions, and that's normal. The fact is, the vaccines are safe and effective. They're going to save lives. To get the latest on the COVID-19 vaccines, visit GetVaccineAnswers.org. Because getting back to the moments we miss starts with getting informed. It's up to you. Welcome back to Sports for CLE. We're going to continue talking Browns football, and we are excited to be joined by Cleveland native NFL Network host Chris Rose. Chris, thanks so much for for agreeing to join us. Um, Let's start with some contract uh, extensions. You you know, the Browns, Cleveland fans are excited. This is the first time we've had a bunch of guys that deserve uh, contract extensions at the same time. You've got Nick Chubb, you've got Denzel Ward, Wyatt Teller in there, Baker Mayfield. Who do you think, does it make sense to do the quarterback first, even though they picked up the fifth-year option and, and that doesn't exist for Chubb? 
What order or sequence makes the most sense to you as far as these extensions go? Right. It's the first time that we have a chance to prioritize, guys. I mean, this is this is uncharted territory for Browns fans. So you're sitting there going, okay, uh, how's this thing work again? <laughs> um, I would start with Nick Chubb, and I would get it done before the season starts. I think it's really, really important. I would sign him to a four-year deal with year one starting right now. Um, you know, I think that that would give you seven years with a running back and you, you keep your fingers crossed that he makes it through there fairly injury free because he is, he is the number one difference maker on this team. They are just a different offense when he's running the ball effectively. Then I suppose I would look at Baker and try and find some common ground. Um, you know, Baker is a very, very good quarterback that I thought over the second half of the season played close to elite football really did didn't turn it over made some big time passes I actually thought his best game was one that we lost against Baltimore on that Monday night you know he threw that near pick six early in the third quarter and the Browns went down by two touchdowns I'm thinking well against that team we have no shot and then the Browns came back and actually took a lead in the fourth quarter that showed me that he has the ability to win games against really good teams so I'd go there. Uh, I would definitely take care of Denzel Ward. Some people are a little hesitant because he has been somewhat fragile over the first three years. So I understand that. And I love Wyatt Teller. I love what he brings. But you can't pay everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you'd, you'd love to pay everybody, but you just can't. It's not how it works in this league. You know, let, let's go to, to, to Baker Mayfield. So <clears throat> where do you think he ranks in, in – you know, everybody wants to say he's in the top 10. There's an awful lot of good NFL quarterbacks, and, and you know, you start mm-hmm. naming names, and, and you're, you're already outside the top 10. And, and let me dovetail that with it's his second year in a system for the first time in his NFL career. How big of a difference is right. that? All right, well, let's start with the, the second question first. Obviously, it's going to make a huge difference. I mean, there were no preseason games last year. There was very, very limited even training camp for these guys to all get on the same page. So I think, you know, what you saw in the second half of the season, I think, is a lot of what you can see out of Baker Mayfield. Um, now, is he a top 10 quarterback? I don't know. I mean, the, the quarterbacks are so good in this league right now. So good. So if you're just going to count on your hands, where is he ranked? We know he's not as good as Mahomes. Not as good right now as Josh Allen. He's not Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, when you when I'm saying that he's not these, you're talking about elite players. Elite. And this is not a shot at Baker Mayfield. But if you're just going through the list, this is what we got. I mean, would you rather have Baker or Tom Brady for this year? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm have? going with Tom Brady. If, if you're giving me a one-year right. deal, yeah. Right. I, I think Justin Herbert's fantastic. And I think he's only going to get better. Um, I think Dak Prescott is phenomenal. You know, that's six right there. Now, is he better than Kyler Murray? You know, that's a toss-up. Is he better than Lamar? Probably not. You know, Lamar's got an MVP and, and really changes the way defenses have to play a team. But the, once again... Even though I'm saying this, it's not like I'm saying, boy, Baker's an average qu- He's not an average quarterback. Right. He's way above average. Yep. So people can can look at this and say, well, why, why aren't you putting him in the top 10? Maybe that's because there are really, really good quarterbacks right now. Maybe a better way to put it would be, do you think he can win a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield? That should be the well, question as, as opposed to is he the only a, question. Yeah. And, and I got to say the answer is yes. What are, you know, As a guy who sees even more football than I do – do you think the Browns can win a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield as quarterback? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. And I think that I think Mike Tannenbaum was way off base when he said a few weeks ago that, that you're basically stunting the growth of your franchise if you sign him to a long-term deal. First of all, I don't think they're going to sign him to a deal that will make him the highest paid quarterback in the league. I just don't I don't see that. As Browns fans, also, we can't get stained by our past, right? Like Baker Mayfield is far and away the best quarterback we have had since we've been back. He is the best quarterback that the Browns have had since Bernie Kosar was at the top of his game. Um, 
So you're talking about 35 years. And so as Browns fans, we're like, my God, got to hang on to him forever. And this has got to be our guy. I think Baker works great in this city. I think Baker works great in this offense. And people who say, well, he needs weapons around him. Of course he needs weapons around him. <laughs> you tell me, didn't Josh Allen get better when Stephon Diggs showed up last year? Right? Their offensive line is pretty good. Their running game isn't nearly what the Browns is. But every young quarterback, I mean, Kyler Murray needs help. So it just it doesn't it, those arguments don't hold water with me. Yeah, and I would agree. Let's put it to you this way. What would make 2021 a successful season for the Browns? So if and I don't think it's fair to say Super Bowl or bust, but what would make no. 2021 a super a, a, a successful season? Yeah, they're not a Super Bowl or bust team. That's literally I think three teams. I would say Kansas City, Tampa Bay, and Buffalo are in that category. I wouldn't even say Baltimore's in that category. And I don't think you can say it about any other NFC team. You know, all depends what happens with Aaron Rodgers up in Green Bay. Maybe you put them in that category, but that's a maybe. Um, I would say contending for the division heading into the last two weeks of the season. I mean, you have a chance to win it right there. Making the playoffs, winning another game, and kind of taking it from there. There is a lot of talent on this team. I'm also a huge believer in Kevin Stefanski. I was uh, pleasantly surprised by Andrew Barry and his staff and what they've done in two years so far. So the pieces are in place for them to be good, not only this year, but in years after this. So as excited as we all got with that huge win over Pittsburgh and then taking Kansas City down to the last few minutes, it's hard to get back in the, you know, that mountaintop in this league. And it's not even all the way at the apex of the mountain. It's like this part of the mountain when you still have to get all the way up here. I mean, how many teams year after year make the playoffs and then the next year they get bounced by another good team? It happens in in AFC and the NFC every year. Chris Rose, NFL Network host, also a Cleveland native. We're going to step aside, take a quick time out. On the other side of the break, uh, we'll talk to Chris about the additions to the defense for the Browns. Sports for CLE will be right back. Stay with us. back to sports for CLE. We continue talking Browns football with NFL Network host Chris Rose, also a native Clevelander. And Chris, um, they remade this defense, a much needed remake. Um, mm-hmm. What do you make of, of, of all of the guys? And which of those defensive players do you think has the biggest impact? John Johnson III, and it's not close. Really? Not that close. Good? Tell, me, tell me about, and, and I've seen him, but what, what, uh, what do you like about him? So not only is he uber talented uh, and he's I believe he's 26 so he's just coming off that rookie deal but he was besides Aaron Donald probably their second most important defender on the number one defense in the NFL out with the Rams very few safeties if any in the league wore the little green dot on their helmet which meant they were making the calls on defense that's usually reserved for a linebacker because they're right in the middle of the defense and their leader that it No, John Johnson was getting everybody in the right formations, taking care of business, so he's super smart. He's a great playmaker. He's never going to be out of position. And sometimes we had safeties last year that were in the right position but couldn't make the play. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names. That just happens in this league. But I'm excited about the possibility of having eight or nine new starters on this defense. And John Johnson just being able to be that glue piece back there is huge. He loves being a leader. 
He loves taking charge, and I think that's exactly what this team needed. It seems like they made a conscious effort because you, you hear similar things about Anthony Walker, um, the linebacker mm-hmm. from the Colts that they signed. So that seems to be one of the one of the traits that Andrew Barry was looking for when he went out and, and brought people into this defense. Well, it's interesting. When I met Kevin Stefanski for the first time at the 2020 NFL Scouting Combine, so this is really right before the pandemic hit and shut everything down, I had about a 15 or 20-minute conversation, and he said, he said, Chris, I know you're a native Clevelander. I think you're going to be excited about the guys that we start to bring into this program. And I love it when coaches call it program because it gives me that like college rah-rah feeling. That you're going to be excited about the type of people, not only the players in terms of ability, but the type of people. And when you mention Anthony Walker, all you have to do is follow uh, Darius Leonard on Twitter the day that Walker walked out the door in Indianapolis, he was basically gushing about this guy. He said, there's no way I am the linebacker and the professional without his guidance. That is huge. It speaks volumes. I mean, Anthony Walker isn't going to be a game-changing linebacker play and play out, but what he brings to a defense with his brain and his ability, just like John Johnson the third, that's huge. And the more smart, good players you can have, the better your team is going to be. I'm just telling you. <laughs> that makes for good coaches. <laughs> Smart, good players make coaches look great. Yep. Um, the other thing that the Browns have done is gotten guys that can do multiple things and, and play multiple. Mm-hmm. So versatility. Do you think that allows them to look different, even you know, series to series? When you when you yeah. talk about JOK and and Johnson can play here and and d- does that give Joe Woods some flexibility? I'll tell you what else gives him flexibility in addition to what you're talking about is speed. When was the last time the Browns had a fast, fast defense? Really 1 through 11. It's just always felt like we were seeing the backs of their jerseys because they were trying to chase guys down. That is not the case. You know, they have gone young. They have gone fast. And that's because this is where the league is. If you're going to beat teams like Kansas City or Buffalo in the playoffs, or have a shot at a Super Bowl, I mean, or even just keep pace with Baltimore, right, in the AFC North, you have got to be fast. And I know some people are probably saying, well, hold on. Pittsburgh won the division last year, not Baltimore. I think Baltimore is the favorite to win the division, and I think the Browns are right there. I mean, I think it's, I think it's one and one A, and then I think it's Pittsburgh, and I think Cincinnati's getting better. But I love the speed on this defense because that can cover a lot of ills. Yeah. Before I let you go, I want to ask you, how good do you think Odell Beckham Jr. Um, can be in this offense? It's probably the number one question I've got without an answer. I, I talk to all my guys at the NFL Network and I say, why is it, because I'm a huge Odell fan. I, I've loved him since day one. I love the passion he brings, the energy and the talent and everything else. But why was the offense better when he wasn't there? I, I don't have an answer. It doesn't make sense because Odell is such a huge threat to take at the distance, even on an eight-yard slant. He can go, and there aren't a lot of guys in this league that can do that on a consistent basis. So I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> like He's not going to put up a 95-catch season. That's right. just not going to happen in this offense. But people have to remember this is a run-first offense, and it should be with – you know, Chubb and Hunt in the backfield and the number one ranked offensive line, according to the pro football focus, run the football. And the rest of it will just kind of take care of itself. But I know what's going to happen. The Browns could be three and two after five games. And Odell could have 19 catches. And the low-hanging fruit is, what's wrong with Odell? Well, there might not be anything wrong with Odell. It's just the way that they're the Browns are, are built and going. Or, heck, even if they're 4-1, and one, let's say they're 4-1 and one after five games and he's only got 20 catches through those five games, average of four, four catches a game. Some people are going to try and they're going to make a big deal about it on the national stupid let's talk about everything, you know, shows. Don't fall for it, Cleveland fans. I am telling you right now, in the middle of July, don't fall for it. Stop. When you turn on those crappy morning shows and they're just talking about the same five or six topics and Odell's one of them, don't fall for it. You're welcome. All right. I got a follow-up. 
Does he give them something that they didn't have that they could have used against the Chiefs, being Odell yes. Beckham? Because he takes people out of the box. You can't, you can't fly he to does. In, Yeah. You, but it's more than that. I think we think a deep threat always has to run 50 yards downfield. I don't think that's true in, in today's game anymore. I think a deep threat is a guy, like I mentioned, that can catch a, a pass eight yards and weave his way and go. There's not a lot of guys that can do that. You just don't find them, right? Tyreek Hill is one guy that comes to mind. You know, Deshaun Jackson back in the day, he wouldn't catch every pass 40 yards downfield. Sometimes he'd catch them 10 or 12 and zoom through the defense. That is a huge, huge thing. I mean, I thought their receiving core did great without him. I thought Peoples-Jones really developed. I thought Hollywood was great. Um, and Jarvis is Jarvis. He's sensational, but they were lacking that one big play ability. Chris Rose, uh, native Clevelander, NFL Network host. Thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it so much. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Yeah, no, let's do it again. Let's fire up the troops. I mean, I'm ready. What, what does camp start later today? Can we go. <laughs> we're we ready go to go. Because you know what? Yeah. We want more. Yes. We like to say we want more. You are welcome back right. anytime that uh, that you, that you want to come on. You have a standing invitation. Absolutely love Thank it. You. Thank you. Appreciate the time, Chris Rose. All right, I'll see you at four forty tomorrow. All right, <laughs> Chris Rose, uh, native Clevelander, NFL Network uh, host. Appreciate it very much, Chris. Thanks so much. That'll do it uh, for this edition of Sports for CLE. Scheduled guests tomorrow: John Fanta. We will also have Gabriella DePaulo, who is a Ravens beat reporter. Talk a little bit about the Ravens, that rivalry, the Lamar Jackson contract. That's straight ahead. Sports for CLE tomorrow at 4. Have a great night, and we will see you tomorrow, everyone.